0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the VK Podcast. Ryan Offered, your co-host. We're joining you on this journey with my good friend, my business partner, and my co-host, Chris Hansen. What's up, Chris? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. First VK Podcast officially here. You're in Miami. I'm in South Carolina. We're holding down the East Coast, but just on different side or different states of it.
1: <laughs> we're living up to the name.
0: I know. Shooting I'm, I'm the podcast. <laughs> I have a hotel room in Miami. <laughs> vacay. Chris is always on a vacay. If you want to, if you want a vacay, you just go follow Chris Broby Hansen on Instagram. That's the true vacay. Watson, his feed of every hotel and getaway he's on. But we're excited to bring you the first episode of vacay. It's going to be a great journey and a great getaway for everybody. But, you know, we're going to get raw today. I talked to Chris. We are co-founders of Vake, a premium plant-based wellness company. We'll talk more about that as we go. This is the foundational reason for why we started the brand and why we started the podcast. But I asked Chris, I said, Chris, we got to tell your story, man. Like, he's why I'm involved, why Chris and I became close friends and business partners and just excited to tell that story for what led Chris to start VK and really helped him overcome a lot of past demons, and pumped to hear that today. And I know it's going to impact a lot of people, Chris. For sure,
1: it was. It was a, it's been a long journey. The journey's still going, but yeah. Essentially, um, the inspiration behind VK was really identifying a need, which is that we have a prescription drug problem in America. Opioids probably specifically being the most common one that everyone hears about with Oxy and fentanyl and stuff like that. So obviously that's a problem we all hear about. And that was a problem that I had myself. I struggled with addiction and predominantly with pharmaceutical drugs, whether it's pain medication like Oxycontin and Percocet or Adderall, where... I was taking it to, to study. But yeah, ultimately, I struggled with that for a long time. And just to give a brief kind of synopsis before we go deep, that my addiction and coming out of that is essentially what led me into the lab testing business. And so my main business, Genesis Reference Labs, where really our main thing was drug testing and toxicology. So we were making sure patients were compliant with these controlled medications that doctors were prescribing. So... It's not like we're doctors are looking like, oh, I caught you. You're doing illegal drugs. No, we want to make sure that if you are on these controlled medications that you're sticking to the protocol because they do have such a high potential for abuse. And doctors see that and doctors obviously need to protect themselves. But so after getting in the lab space and we're national, we're all over the country. We work with physicians basically in every state. I'd be sitting in these waiting rooms of a pain clinic And I'd be surrounded by people waiting for their appointment. And I could see these people are suffering. Like they're going to get the refill of these pain meds or whatever it is. And it's like, all right, I see a lot of people struggling with the chronic pain, obviously. And these people do have real medical conditions. So you have a slip disc in your spine. But it was easy to tell, what are we actually doing as far as treating people? Are we really treating them and getting the root of the problem? Or are we just putting a temporary problem on it? And I know if you go outside of America, because I've got family in the medical business overseas in Europe, they don't prescribe drugs like we do here. They don't prescribe Oxycontin in these high-powered opioids. They tell you to go to physical therapy, go get acupuncture, get massage therapy. It's a lot more what we would consider holistic, which, you know, Ryan, we've talked about this before, where we've all accepted big pharma as like medicine when really like Medicine has been here. It comes from the earth. Yeah. Or from things like physical therapy, acupuncture, whatever, where you can actually hopefully resolve the root cause and you're not hooked on these medications the rest of your life that have side effects, unfortunately. So, anyways, the lab business, working with these patients, working with these doctors across the country, I saw an opportunity. All right, what can we bring? outside of the traditional pharmaceutical that's still safe and can bring people relief. And that's where kind of the idea of Vacay was born. Because even myself, I still struggle with anxiety at times or trouble sleeping. And I think a lot of people struggle with sleep, where we have these natural plants, herbs available to us for a reason. I think they've worked for thousands of years. Why don't we tap into that? And I do think we have a movement now I honestly think it was after COVID, a lot of people really got more health conscious and there's a big movement towards more natural healing, eating, whatever it is. It goes along with the whole organic trend and plant-based trends. But yeah, my that was what inspired me and sparked it. And obviously that's evolving in a way, but really it was just as simple as what they say. You see a problem, you identify a need, present a solution, and here we
0: are. Yeah. On the VK podcast, uh, no, <laughs> no, telling the world, but that's but look, I've got a couple follow ups from that, and but I think the world, and you and I've talked about this, Chris, like how crazy it is that we've stigmated the plant coming out of the ground, but what's made in a lab with a bunch of suit coats and chemicals is okay. That's the standard. That's a, but what comes out of the ground Hi. is the devil. Yeah, you know, like it's so contrary it's to crazy. anything else that we think, right? Cuz think about food. Think about the pedestal that we put vegetables on and natural grains and fruit and, and like all those things that the doctor says we need to eat more of these of nature, things that come from the ground. And we right. need to use and eat as little or none of processed lab-based food products. Okay? But, however, in our medicinal side, in our treatment side of physical ailments, plants, bad, lab, good. (laughs) It's
1: crazy, right? Yeah. And I know we've talked about you and I both, we were believers in the other way for a long time because that was what what we grew up. Yeah. And it's funny because. When I w- ever since I was a kid going over to Europe to visit family, my family over there was funny. I remember my aunt would always be like, "Oh, you have a headache? Go take a walk. You just need fresh air." It wasn't go take an Advil, go take a Tylenol, or it would she would tell me go do, go jump in the freezing cold ocean water. That'll essentially, and it's funny too. Even if you look at trends and health trends, my cousin was doing. He had a mobile sauna business in Denmark fifteen years ago where they did the sauna and the ice plunges, they put the sauna at the ocean. So you see these things where America, we thought we were the most advanced, but you see a movement back towards these traditional, I don't know if you say traditional wellness yeah. methods or whatever. But when I started digging into the history of big pharma and realizing this has really only started in the 40s, 50s, where we've all jumped to the synthetic and it's crazy that it's taken us 80 years to really get back to why aren't we utilizing what's right here? It blows my mind now when I see like news stories, if someone gets granted a license to grow medical marijuana or whatever it might be, anything in that category. I'm like, so we need permission to grow something that naturally just grows. <laughs> On its own. Humans are not. There's Yeah. There's this stuff growing out in the wild, regardless if we're aware of it or not, whether someone planted it or not, but the fact that we have a an agency telling us you can and can't grow this, but this can apply to a lot of stuff. This can apply to why is it illegal to gather rainwater in some states? Like Why can't I gather? My, it's falling from the sky. Who cares if I
0: want to retain it in a bucket in my backyard? Yeah. It's wild. We could have a whole podcast about I'm government. going down the government route. Over, I'm over going down reach. the route. <laughs> I'm going to bring right. this back. But I will say this and I think we both believe this. I don't want to put words in your mouth and you can follow it up. But we are not yeah. doctors and there are no. certainly medications yeah. that are saving lives yeah. that are made in lab without 100%. Question. Absolutely. Heart medications, absolutely. there's Blood vaccines, there's, there's a ton of beneficial right. pharmaceutical drugs. However, absolutely. There is this black cloud that flies over a lot of the stigma of plant-based for treating similar things that some pharmaceuticals treat. And none of them cure anything. The plant-based, not necessarily either. We're not advocating. I don't know if we're scientific enough. But they both all treat symptoms or help people deal with certain conditions. And I think what we're advocating for or believe is that We just should not have this stigma with plant-based wellness and things that can responsibly be used that come from the ground versus similar things for those types of conditions and none of which being immediate life threats. Yeah, I don't
1: know anyone who's ever overdosed on a CBD or cannabis product, but I've probably been to... 10, 12 funerals for prescription drug overdoses. So the numbers don't lie. I read yesterday, I think we've got something, 196 people dying a day from fentanyl overdoses. And a lot of the fentanyl epidemic was fueled, unfortunately, by prescription. Originally, it all started with someone getting a prescription, which was, that was my story. That was myself. Like I wasn't out seeking drugs, definitely not hard drugs. My drug dealer was a physician. Who wrote the script and gave me that? And even
0: now, go ahead. Uh, ahead. I just, you started to get there where I was going to bring us a little bit back to. I think it's important for the audience. We don't have to go all the way down the rabbit hole, but how bad did it get? Like for you? I know it was pretty bad. Dude, it was very bad. I, so I went
1: to treatment for the first time when I was 18 years old. And I essentially spent the next, five years in and out of drug treatment in jail. And then the very, and don't get me wrong, there was periods in there where I would get my stuff together and it became obviously when you're 18 years old, you don't want to listen to anybody, especially as an 18 year old young man, you think you're invincible. And also part of that was the stigma in my mind of people in my mind that I pictured had problems with drugs or alcohol was the homeless guy under the bridge. That was what I believed. Therefore, I'm not that. So if you're trying to tell me I have a problem, I'm not going to hear it because I don't identify with what I've believed is someone that fits that, which obviously that's not true. Addiction knows no boundaries, no race, no ethnicity. It's all encompassing no matter who you are, where you're from. But I had to break those unbeliefs in my head and that was humbling for me where because I... Relatively, I felt I had a pretty good life up to that point. I've, my parents are together. I've got two sisters that I love dearly, and they've always looked out for me. Um, and it, and there was no history of addiction anywhere in my family. So, for me to be to fall into that world, especially not intentionally, I remember the first time I realized I was addicted to opioids was through a Google search. I, I was in summer school at college. I'd run out of my medication and started feeling odd. And literally through Google, I'm like, holy shit, you're having opioid withdrawals. And I'll tell you, no doctor told me day one, hey, if you take this medication for an extended period of time, you're gonna be physic your body biologically is gonna be physically addicted to it and need it. I didn't know that. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of that. And that's why I think it grabs you so hard because it becomes a matter of it's not to party and whatnot. You're just trying to maintain homeostasis in your body at that point because your body's so accustomed to... It's like caffeine, right? You drink coffee every day and you stop. You're going to have a headache for a couple of days because your body's going weird from the caffeine. That applies to anything. Moderation is key for everything. However, you have people that have chronic pain and whatnot and they don't have a choice. So... Anyways, yeah, my early 20s was in and out of rehab centers, jail, getting into trouble with the law, and I paid my dues. I did what I had to do, but really, it got bad for me. It was during COVID, and I was never a big drinker, but during COVID and the lockdowns, I started drinking a little bit against my better judgment, and it got really, really dark for me. I think it was a dark time in the world in general. There was a weird energy in the air for sure. But that isolation just fueled it and probably accelerated what I was what I was going through. But yeah, man, it got to the point where, and at that point, it wasn't just alcohol, it was whatever, but you're so deep into it. But I was drinking a bottle of vodka every day where first thing I did when I woke up was went to the fridge and poured a drink. And then Adderall or whatever. But it got really bad for me. And I actually, thank God, I have a good friend of mine who also is a big believer in natural plant medicine, plant healing, all that. Who was also in the medical business. And he, I don't want to say intervention. It wasn't that intense. Because at this point, I was fully aware of addiction. Like, I I knew myself. I knew enough. I knew I
0: wasn't living the way I should
1: be living. It was just a matter of how do I get out of this. Now, I felt stuck. I was... Every single day, I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." I was completely miserable. I was—it was bad, dude. I don't—I—I I don't know how else to say it. What ultimately I had flipped? and oh, yeah, back what flipped?
0: It. Like, it, you, so you say, what an intervention to your friend, introduced did you do some plant-based things? And did it flip a switch yeah. for you?
1: It flipped a switch for me. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was something i like to think was divine intervention and i don't want to get super deep with that on here but i do think there was some of that there was some situations that were starting to happen there was one particular situation put it this way i had a friend i would always say i'm allergic to alcohol when i drink alcohol i break out in handcuffs <laughs>
0: that was <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. It's funny, but not funny. Like, but it's funny because it's, tr- right. it's, it's true, right? It's like, for some right. people, that's how it goes. And I don't want to go into details,
1: but definitely. And at that point, I did not want to go back, getting involved with lawyers and getting into trouble with the law. That's That sucks. It's a pain in the ass. Yep. Been there, done that. But I think it was really this friend watching. And I asked for help at that point. I knew I needed help. And I had some... It was actually a girlfriend. She wasn't even my girlfriend at the time. It was an ex-girlfriend and her family had a history of addiction. So she was familiar with it. She and my friend had been talking and essentially I told them both, Hey, I could use your guys' help to a degree. And then being in the medical business. And obviously a lot of my medical business with our lab was successful because of my contacts that I've made through the treatment world and my experience with treatment centers. Because I met a lot of great guys in these places where you spend a lot of time, you get to know each other very well. And hopefully everyone comes out the other side. And a lot of my buddies did, and they ended up working in the treatment world. So I've always had a close relationship with guys that are trying to live that way. So I I really leaned on that, tapped into some of my resources. I had some physicians that were clients of mine that I reached out to, and I just went cold turkey, dude. I stopped. I just was like, I'm done living like this. And it wasn't anything external. It was all internal. And that was the difference is obviously with external things, it can push you to a degree, lose a job, whatever it might be. You hear about guys losing their wife and kids, and it's still not enough to get them to really stop. But for me, I was so done. And, I, dude, I was in this fight for so long trying to make it work every which way possible. And I was just tired of it. And so I did cold turkey and then i want to say about a year and a half after i'd gotten everything good i went down to costa rica and did ayahuasca so there you go that was a big transformative thing for me and and that's gaining a lot of news right aaron Rodgers on joe rogan talking about it and some girl from the bachelorette i know recently had a show where she was talking about it but And it's funny because that's another plant thing that I, five years ago, I'm like, that's weirdo stuff, man. No, thanks. Not interested. That's hippy dippy. I'm a business guy. But my friend who put me onto it is also a successful business guy, entrepreneur. And, you know, I saw the changes it made in his life. So I sat on it for about a year and a half. And then I just felt, you know what? I've seen enough instances where I hear people talking about this and it seems to be something that's a positive and why not try something different? Why write it off? If it's been around thousands of years, like all these plants, there's got to be something to it. Um, that for me, huge transformative experience, beautiful, uh, hard to describe. Definitely encourage people to look into it. Pro- it. I would only say it's for everybody. I think something maybe look into just to be aware of it out there. But I do think that's something the next couple years, even now we're going to start seeing pop up a lot more people talking about interested in it. And that's, I think that's super exciting.
0: So is, I think a lot of people are going to relate to this. They, you hear stories and I think I have tons of friends and been down enough of my own roads to know how close you can get to that edge. And there will be a lot yeah. of people that relate to that. And it's what ultimately built the foundation for why you got passionate about building a brand around plant-based Wellness and right. vacay, and th-
1: and by no means am I encouraging people. Hey, you need something to replace or anything like that. Like, yeah, my goal isn't to have people eating vacay gummies all day either. <laughs> I just think, but I think as a therapeutic, there's a huge benefit, and I, we have a lot of customers that are actual they're they're patients to a degree. We have cancer patients that may not want to go on opioids or they don't like how it makes them feel and maybe they're in a state where they don't have access to medical marijuana or something like that or you've got someone with a slip disc in their back that the prescriptions make them sleepy and they don't like that a lot of medications have side effects and then inevitably it's here's a different medication to counter those side effects from that medication so it's it becomes a
0: never ending. going down a dangerous road there in well, I, and I think what I it's love good for about, everybody except you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love what we're doing because the goodness, there's always going to be bad players and everything. Sure. The plant-based stuff comes around. You have these hemp formulations that are 100% legal, like what we carry, but there's always bad players right. that are yeah, going to no, no. market them to kids. They're going to, load them with as much shit as they can get into it so that they can mimic yeah. some hardcore yeah. buzz that something mm-hmm. illegal does. And right. that's what I love about what we're doing, having your lab background, testing everything Come that on. we test and, ma- and putting only the functional amount of the ingredients that are needed to get right. the response and wellness benefit that we're looking for and not just, Meltdown City. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, that and that's where I I saw a need really too. Was I didn't see a lot of companies in this space tailoring it more towards a medical application, especially in the hemp space. Uh, obviously, everyone's heard of CBD, right? It's gained a lot of popularity last few years, and CBD is great, but there's a lot of other parts of the plant that are also great too. But yeah, and I'm not saying people should go use cannabis and any of that at all. But I think, it's like anything, moderation, right? I always compare it to alcohol where you don't want to go drink 151 every night. And in fact, I don't know anyone who likes drinking 151. <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot of cannabis companies and hemp brands that are making what I would say like the 151 of... Gummies, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. How, how much creative action you make? What looking for. Yeah.
1: Right. There's always someone trying to make the strong. Like, it's so America, right? We're like, we take something and we're like, all right, let's do it 10x. <laughs> yep. Whatever else is doing it. And don't get me wrong, that makes America great. But in these instances, we're turning more people away from these natural healing modalities and bringing them closer to it.
0: Yeah, and it's hurting um, the stigma. Like it's what it's what fuels the stigma is when the bad players are just jamming it and mismarketing it and doing these things, which make it that much harder to elevate these mean? products. They're greedy to a standard. They're greed.
1: Yeah, and people are chasing profit, and we're skipping a huge market of people that can really benefit from these products. Yeah, you're right, and luckily, I do think there. I don't think I know there is a crackdown coming on a lot of these kind of bad players in the game. Yeah, that are marketing to kids, and it's really obvious. If anyone listening is in the gas station, you probably see some of these brands where it's very obvious that they're trying to imitate a Skittles bag or Airheads or Sour Patch Kids stuff like that. Where it's hard to look at something like a healing or a medicine when it's in a freaking Sour Patch Kids gummy bag exactly but no one is going to look at that this is something because you're not going to take it serious yeah exactly like if i went to my mother and said hey i know you have sleeping issues i know you're on say ambien right take these skittles that have this product the cbd or whatever it's a joke but you're not going to take it seriously but yeah like anything else you've got some bad players in the game and and i think maybe but, not man for the right reasons but
0: that's why I'm passionate about what we're doing is because I have four boys that are all under the age of 13. One, one just turned and became a teenager and then, but young, impressionable. Mm-hmm. And number one, I believe that plant-based solutions and wellness should be made accessible to the right audiences sure. And yeah. it, to the right age. And I think I can I also want to be part of the a movement that markets and brands these things for adults, which is who they're for. Yeah. And not only should should they be allowed and part of our overall menu of things available for things that we go through, they, we should also be marketing and positioning them the right way. And so that's where I yeah. get passionate of, you're a father, how could you market hemp-based product? Number one, it's a plant-based product. And number two, because we're marketing it the right way and we're going to lead the revolution of making sure that it's done. And so I'd rather be, right. I be—I can get behind that passionately as a father versus sitting on the sidelines and passing judgment one way or the other. It's easy to sit on the bench and pass judgment. And I agree with you, I think. Because I look at
1: if not us, then who? Because I don't see a lot of other people trying to do this, and it's gonna. And you and I have talked about this. Like, there's definitely some people that don't like what we're. You know, we're offending some people. We're definitely offending some of the traditional. uh, I don't want to rip on big pharma, but yeah, we're making waves, right? There's always going to be people that don't like that, but and there's some people that they may never see the way we see and that's fine. But I think we younger generation coming up my generation, your generation, but it's funny. I remember you said it, you said this perfectly. Like my generation, is pretty chill about it. The younger generation, they don't care at all. Your generation, you guys are down with it. You just are closet consumers yeah. about it. Cause there's a little, the stigma slowly breaking down. And I think, we are getting to a time where you look in your own experiences, too, where people are realizing alcohol is everywhere. Alcohol is the norm. But why? Why is that norm? And then these other things are not the norm. Why, are, why is binge drinking alcohol all night and getting dragged out of the bar from my friends acceptable, but eating a gummy is frowned upon?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's follow the money. It's why. You know it's why.
1: Man <laughs> and great marketing the alcohol companies have done a phenomenal marketing job of making it look really sexy for the guy on the beach drinking the corona but it's not showing the guy laying in the bathroom stall at the dive bar sloppy and again it's not even like that we're trying to compete with alcohol i just think if we can just provide people with an option yeah take it or leave it yeah just giving people more options and a healthier option with less negative side effects if we can just minimize the bad stuff that can happen that's a win if we can literally help one person get through their day or sleep better whatever it is that's a win
0: exactly and that's what's so great about what we've got coming obviously our foundation was the our proprietary based hemp formulations on the gummies the natural vapors but we've got the roll on cbd roll on coming out for pain relief I'm waiting. We've got you've got the order that came in. So I'm excited about that. I hope my wrist is hurting. I need some actually, Chris. But the and then we've got some functional mushrooms and things like that that have. And again, not every one of these things is about a buzz. Like a lot of the stuff that we have coming down the pipeline. Again, we have the sleep aid already. It's not about a buzz about how to get sleep. Pain relief. There's functional mental clarity. There's like a lot of other benefits that aren't just quote unquote a natural high. It's more of a natural wellness benefit. And so I think that's what is exciting. And I think will help again divide the line between or create clarity with how wide and open plant based wellness solutions can be what i just popped in my
1: head was coffee no one's walking around saying oh i got a natural high no but coffee does do something for us. <laughs> yeah we just don't use that word some people in a way though it is well, for sure the chemistry is and that's where and obviously depending on your body and who you are You might feel something different than someone else to a degree, but we purposely formulated these to be less potent. And obviously the reason I did that was when I look around, all I see is companies making super strong product. And I've told you before, my own experience was traveling to Colorado or Vegas, one of these states where you could walk into a dispensary and buy some gummies or whatever. When I would go take trips out there without a doubt, every time someone in my group was having a bad experience from edibles, because it was too strong. So we've purposely formulated our stuff to be a therapeutic dose where it's much lighter. And that's going to affect people say, because if you have chronic pain, it might not give you a quote unquote buzz, right? It might just take that pain away, depending on how strong your pain is. So everyone's different. But I like to think we found a happy medium. And obviously we've got are different kind of tiers of strengths with some of, with the products that do contain the mood enhancers, right? Yep. But yeah, like you said, the sleep gummy—that's just CBD, CBN, two non psychoactive cannabinoids. So there's no buzz. And then the ashwagandha, the lemon balm, the melatonin—these are all things that are in a million other sleep supplements. Just no one's kind of combined them all into one. So if you want to take ashwagandha by itself and melatonin by itself. And CBD by itself, go for it. But I like to think that we just simplified, made it all easy, and you're you're getting a lot more benefits than even just sleep. Ashwagandha is good for cortisol levels to lower those, to lower your stress levels. It's great for your libido. But there's tons of benefits. Which I don't think anyone's going to be pissed off if they're less stressed and more frisky feeling. No,
0: <laughs> no one's partner is going yeah, no to complain about that. no one's going to complain about that. You're, you're sleeping better. Yeah.
1: You're sleeping better. Now you want to snuggle with me more. Oh, oh bummer. Oh, I hate
0: that. Um, oh, well, you got bigger problems. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think your wife's going to be complaining about that. But yeah, obviously we're adding on. I don't by any means want people to think we're just a company about buzzes. We're not. You yeah. know, functional mushrooms, like you said, Lion's Man, corset, Chaga, all these things we're incorporating. The new mushroom blend that we're working on, like you said, the topical pain relief cream, it's there's so much to tap into that that it's just a matter of getting in people's hands and having them try it. And dude, you've seen it yourself. It works. Yeah, people like it. It does whether your problem is sleep, whether it's chronic pain, whether it's extreme stress, we have customers use it for all of the above, and it's
0: great. And I think I thought it was important for us, <laughs> everyone listening to hear Chris's story, the foundation behind it. This podcast, it's going to cross a lot of boundaries, but it's really, we're summarizing it as like this nat- natural getaways. And that translates to products and plant-based wellness, like we're going to talk about, but also travel and other things. So it's going to probably be a little lighter, obviously. Yeah. But 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 again, we want to be authentic. Like our brand is built on authenticity. And the only way to do that is to share these real stories. So I really hope and I think that our early audience and people that come back and listen to this. It's always interesting. I've been podcasting a long time and we're getting into it, but when you think about I talk about it even on the show sometimes. Wherever whenever you are cuz we're talking now but someone 6 years from now could be listening to this and taking something from it. So it's real time for us, right. but we're just we're
1: yeah. documenting
0: history of what we're doing and the impact that we want to make and we're excited to uh, yeah. bring those stories to life i'm pumped i've been
1: there's not a lot of people that know my whole story and there was a long time i was like a little bit reserved about it i don't want to say embarrassed but i knew how it could be received i knew there was still a stigma surrounding addiction and whatnot but i also want like you said i want to be authentic we're there's a mission behind what we're doing. This isn't just, hey, let me go do this for fun and have people eating kiwi-flavored gummies. No, this is near and dear to my heart. Like, I really want to help people and save people. I'm tired of seeing people die. I'm tired of burying my friends. Because inevitably, I get a call probably, it used to be, honestly, every three months. Now, maybe once a year, If someone else that I know couldn't get out. I'm so fucking tired of that. It's not necessary anymore. So I think, and I want people to understand my background in the lab. Like this has been a natural progression. We didn't just jump into this. This has been something I've been out in the field, my own experience. I'm seeing patients all over the country deal with this in real time. And there's not a huge, I don't want to say backup plan, but these people don't have a lot of options, especially when you're in it. We have such an undying faith in our doctors. And a lot of this is educating doctors, which it's happening. I actually had a girl that works for us at the lab. Her son is having some inflammation issues in his body. And the doctor actually, first thing he said, put him on a CBD product. Every day, put him on a CBD capsule, reduce the inflammation. So you are seeing now the medical community is starting to take this more seriously. And look at this really as a therapeutic. So I'm excited. I really want people to see we're in this for the right reasons that this is near and dear to my heart. I know, I know for you're all in at this point too, that's translated. So, but also that we're doing this right. I have the lab testing experience. Therefore we're very particular about what products, what we're putting in our products and that it's clean, good, high quality product.
0: Yeah. And you can visit us at takeofak.com. <laughs> we wouldn't be remiss and if we didn't if it didn't lead you there. VK Not Global. Yeah. On, the, on the Global on Instagram. Yeah. So follow us there. You can follow but Yeah, Chris work and let's drop our handles. You're at Chris B. Hansen.
1: Chris Broby Hansen. B-R-O-B-Y. That's my middle name. There we Just go. To... Everyone thinks I'm calling myself a Bro. <laughs> no. It's, it's my legal
0: name. Broby. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Chris Broby Anson on Instagram. I'm Matt Ryan Offer on Instagram. We really appreciate you listening. We wanted to get this behind the scenes story of Chris's journey to the other side, and I'm glad he made it. He's a good partner and a good friend, and we can't wait to bring more stories and more information your way here on the VK podcast. Follow at takeaVK.com. We'll see you next time.